Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. show will good morning everybody you're listening to the voice come on dig me now one and only steve harvey got a radio show oh man steve harvey got a radio show because god because god is simply amazing because god is off the chain because god is over the top because god is all that in a bag of chips god is amazing man god will take you places that you never ever thought you would go Oh, you know what? It, it Sometimes it amazes me when I'm watching uh, people talk about themselves and their careers and where they're at in life and things. And, they, and, and, and I hear people say, you know, always dreamed of being here. You know, I can understand when a person says that. I've, I've always dreamed that of something like this would happen to me. But I want you to think about that for a second. Did you really see it just like that, though? Did you really, really see it just like that? Did you really know that God was going to bring you through all he brought you through to get you to this place? Did you know that in spite of the losses along the way that would crumble the average person, that somehow he kept you through it all and that's how you got here? Did did you think of, you know, I I mean, you know, You know, I mean, since you're so busy talking about yourself now, have you forgotten all the times he was bringing you through when you didn't see no way that you was going to get through? Do you remember that? So when you sit there and you say, I dreamed of this, this is what I always saw happening. I don't really think so. 
I don't really think if you take inventory, a real close inventory of your life, and you look back on it all, stop looking at the moment right now. Remember where you come from. See, that's what gets me emotional sometimes. That's what makes me tear up because when something is happening to me in the moment, it ain't the moment for me. It's the memory of how I got there. It's the recollection of all the things, all the nights, all the days in that car, all the times by myself when I felt like I wasn't going to make it. But somehow I'm standing somewhere and somebody passing out an award to me or somebody calling my name. That's that. Did you really think you was going to make it then? So, so, So since you're talking about this is what I always dreamed of, did you really think? in those moments right there, that you would even be standing here today. That's why I try to, I try to get people to understand, you know, and, 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 and this is kind of for young people today, um, what I'm about to say, but then guess what? I, sometimes I had to remind myself of it, so I guess it's still kind of for everybody. You know, because I, w- I work with a lot of young people, and, 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 and so many times, man, young people just don't understand uh, what all it takes and I know if you're a full-grown adult, if you're 40, you you really understand where I'm coming from because, you know, uh, you, it's, it, listen to me, young people, or anybody that don't understand this, that you got to do some things that you don't want to do in order to do what you want to do. You have to understand this principle of success or else you are not going to become successful. I got what you want to do. I got your ultimate goal is this, that, and the other. I got all of that. But in the meantime, though, there are some necessary steps that you have to take in order to become successful, and you cannot skip these steps. You can't jump over these steps just because you want to be rich Friday. I got that. I got that. Everybody got that. But if you want this, whatever you're talking about, whether it's money or success or fame or Climbing the corporate ladder, or this is the position, or you all that's fine and dandy. Please hold on to your dreams, dreams come true. But in the meantime, let me remind you of something that you got to do some things you don't want to do in order to do what you want to do. Let's say you want to be rich and famous, let's just say that's it for you. That's it. Now, it's a lot of other ways of being successful. Please don't think that's the only one. But I'm just saying, let's just say yours is rich and famous. And let's say some miraculous way, God made you rich and famous next Friday. Ta-da, there you are. You rich and you famous next Friday. Can I share something with you? This is not going to last for you. You know why? Because you have not done the things necessary. You have not done the things that you have to do in order to do the things you want. So now you're rich and famous. How you going to know how to budget money? How you going to know how to get up and, and keep clawing towards the top when you fall off your pedestal? See, you, it's so many things you got to know about something. And you think because it's what you want right now. It's supposed to happen just now. It's a process. When you ask God for something, please know God know the process. He know the necessary steps to take you through. Don't lose your patience with God because your dreams ain't coming true right now. Man, I, I, I you know, you know, 
I think the best way, y'all, is, is for me, I just use myself as an example. I, I really do understand why God has given me the life he's given me so far. I understand the being homeless part now. I get the not being successful when I wanted to part now. I get it. I got the delayed entry into the field of choice for myself. I got it now. I've been wanting to be on TV and a little comedian since I was a nine years old. But guess what? I didn't get there till I was 28. But see, I didn't get it then. I was mad at God. You, you, you know what I want, and I'm sitting up here. I, I got exactly what you want. But I got this process I want you to go through to get here, too. Because, see, I'm finna take you somewhere you don't know nothing about. One day you're gonna have a radio show with your little stupid behind. You don't know this yet. I'm gonna bless you with a radio show. You don't even know it. That's why I say every morning, Steve Harvey got a radio show. Because, see, I didn't I didn't see this one coming. But, see, God had a plan for me. It was in the blueprint of my life. So God said, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make your life a little rough for you. I'm gonna toss you up a little bit. I'm gonna... I'm going to let you make some of these stupid decisions you want to make, and I'm going to make you learn from them. I'm going I'm to I'm let you be homeless for a little while. I'm going to let you not get into your field of choice until you're 28. I'm going to have people talking about if we had only seen him when he was younger. I ain't going to let you get your first con your name till you're 38. I'm going to make you go through some things because one day I'm going to put a microphone in front of your mouth and I want you to honor me. I want you to talk about me. I want you to tell people what I bought you through. I want you to give people inspirational moments where they can see that your life was jacked up for a minute and I turned your life around for you. That's God dealing with me. See, so now I finally understand why I went through the life I went through so I could have something to say. See, I ain't over here telling you about what I think will happen. I'm telling you what I know can happen, that God does make dreams come true. But sometimes it take a minute. Sometimes you're going to have to do some things you don't want to do in order to do what you want to do. All right? I'll let you. I'm going to be tripping today. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, today is D-Day. It's voter day. We are committed. We are determined to get to the polls today. We will not be deterred. You will not frighten us off. Ain't nobody scared of y'all. You can drive down here with your trucks, with your Trump signs all you want. You ain't scared nobody. We vote. We standing in line. We're going to see it through. I don't care how long it takes. We are voting today. Yes, sir. And you can't stop us. Hmm. And ain't nobody scared. Let's be clear about that now. Huh. Huh. Th- this is a new day. This a new uh, people here. You know, this ain't this ain't back in the 20s when y'all could just do what you wanted to do. Ain't nobody scared, and we voting. We standing in lines. We bringing out water. We bringing out fold-away chairs, all of that. Coffee, we wearing our mask, and we voting. Don't come down here with that. We're not having it. We're voting, and we expect the police department, we expect all first responders, we expect all American citizens to do their duty and make sure that everyone is allowed to exercise their right. Ladies and gentlemen, Shirley Strawberry and Carla Pharrell. We're voting, Steve. We're voting. That's it. Enough said. Get to the polls. Get to the polls today, please. Vote, period. Yes. That's it. Period. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Kia Spates and Thomas Miles. 
Me and Tommy coming down to your polling location if you have a problem. If you Come see on. a Trump truck, we'll be there. Call us. 1-800-WE-GOT-THIS. Call yeah. us. Yeah, you go vote. Mm. This is crazy. Yeah. It, it, I mean, really man, it really is. What they tried to do to voters up. in Fort Fort Worth with the police escort, they brought them Trump trucks down through there, and them brothers just said, no, nah, you ain't coming down here. This our hood. You go the other way. Go that way. You ain't coming down here. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so. No, nah, man. Somebody. Coming down here intimidating nobody, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. You're not getting away with that. We're not going to be intimidated. We're standing in line. We're going to do our duty. We're going to vote, take fold-away chairs, take a little stool. You could take a pillow, take you a cup. We're going to be respectful. You know, we're yeah. going to hold places in line for people if they got emergency restroom trip. We're going to do whatever we got to do. We're going to help each other vote. We're going to socially distance, and we're going to wear our mask, and we're going to go in there and vote because we sick of you, man. Today is the day. Yep. Today is the day where we stand up, and since you don't think Black Lives Matter, we finna show you something today. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you oh, a I, question. I think they do why, matter. Why at the would polls, police? Steve. I think they do. Why That's would police the escort them down to the hood like that? Why would unless they, they had gotten a, 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 a parade permit of some kind? But then you never know. Sometimes it's just hey, the the, the boys in blue have gotten behind Trump. Almost all of the uh, captains are uh, 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 unions, so you never know. Whatever the reason, we don't give a damn. Ain't down <laughs> We're not breaking no laws down here. We vote. All right. We Listen, don't give uh, a damn. We're not breaking laws. We vote. We're riding with Biden and Harris. Please get out and vote today. Right now, we're going to switch gears. It's uh, time for Ask the CLO. That's coming up at 32 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, today is Election Day. Coming up at the top of the hour, Senator Kamala Harris will be our very special guest. Yeah, yes, yeah. we're excited about it. We're excited about that. We are riding with Biden and Harris. Please get out and vote. Uh, we're going to switch gears here now because it is time to ask the CLO. Uh, life still goes on, I guess. Uh, and uh, the Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey is here. Yes, he is. The CLO. Yes. All right. This one is from Kelsey in Las Vegas. Kelsey says, I'm a 27-year-old married woman with a big secret. I've been taking pole dancing classes instead of going to the gym, and my husband doesn't know. We had a showcase at a local strip club, and 50 people were invited. It was a way for us to show what we've learned. Now, videos of the show have popped up on social media, and oh, I'm afraid hey. my husband oh. is going to see it. I was going to surprise him with a private dance for his birthday, but he's going to be furious if he sees me dancing for other random men. What can I do to get ahead of this before it's a big problem? Okay, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Wow. First of all, why would you let anybody tell you that we're going to go down to a strip club to showcase in front of 50 other men and you married. Why would you do that? That don't make no doggone sense at all. Now, how can you get ahead of it? You can get a copy of the video and you can show your husband. He going to be mad, though. Or what you can do (laughs) is ignore it, hope the video never surfaces, and let some years go by. Which ain't going to happen, because somebody going to see it somewhere that knows somebody that know you. So I can't tell you how to get ahead of this. The only thing you could do is go in there and tell him what you did. 
and you didn't know it was being videotaped and you did it as a surprise. That's your only chance. Yeah. And, you know, and women, y'all always talking about just tell us the truth. Okay, go on in there and tell him the truth. But watch how Ooh. this works. Watch watch how this truth works for you, though. Watch how. Now, now all y'all doubting the truth now. Watch how this truth works now. But see, if your ass wasn't up on that pole, if you had went to the polls instead of got up on the damn pole, we'd have something right here. Because today is go to the polls, not get up on the pole. <laughs> love it. I love it. I love Come it. On, Thank you, CLO. All right, Off this is from Miracle. Yeah, this is from Miracle in Newark, New Jersey. She says, I'm 37 and I'm dating a 44 year old man that lives in my building. He's newly divorced and I'm his first real girlfriend. So it's like, how old is teach. he? He's 44. She's 37. Okay. Uh, so she's his first real girlfriend, so it's like she has to teach him how to be a boyfriend. He can't seem to understand that it's not okay for his ex-wife to visit him and bring him his favorite dish when she cooks. He said that even though their marriage didn't work, they're still good friends. I think she's lonely and baiting him for sex. He said he'd never, ever have sex with her again. Should I trust my boyfriend and let it go, or should I give him an ultimatum about his ex-wife? Wow. Well, I, you know, look, I don't know how this works. I ain't never had that. Ain't none of my exes never came, bought me a damn thing, sell hell really? and grief. So <laughs> I had a plate of hell and a bowl of grief. I'd have had all that and a platter of ass whooping. I've had all that what? before, but I've never had them bring me my favorite damn dish and try to talk about we them damn friends. We're not friends. I'm just to be clear about that. We're not friends. We not we not cool. I don't uh-huh. give a damn about the sake of the kids. Or none of that. Huh? So I don't have nothing for you on this letter right here. I don't know what to tell you. All I can tell you, what's her name, Shirley? Uh, her name is Miracle. Well, see, Miracle, call rhyme with pole. And if you take your ass down here to the poll and vote, and that be let that be your miracle, because you don't know what's happening with this man and his ex-wife. But the miracle is you need to go to the polls. That's what we need to do. Go ahead, Shirley. Come on, right, make it thank work. Thank you. Great advice. I love it. All right. this here, man. Steve, you're going to love this one. I'm ready this for it. This is from Big Daddy in Birmingham, yeah. Alabama. Big Daddy is a 58-year-old bachelor. He's looking for a woman to spend his retirement years with. He was in a long-term relationship with a younger woman, and she took all of my money, he says, but didn't want to give me any loving. I'm a big guy, and I love to cook and socialize. As I gained a little weight, my woman started pulling away from me more and more. I wanted to be with her forever, but she is not willing to stick around to help motivate me to lose weight. Everything below still works fine. So how can I get a woman to see past my belly and into my heart? Aww. Well, bro, all my ass. <laughs> you didn't you didn't ate your ass out of relationships. Now. <laughs> now, Big Daddy. No, no, hell no. Oh, nice ass name, Big Daddy. But uh-huh. now you didn't set up in here now. You want somebody to see past your stomach when you can't. Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. now, what, we got to be real now. Y'all always talking about, Steve, you can't fat shame. But, dog, when we get up in age, man, we got to start watching ourselves. You can't do this, man. Come on, bro. Ain't nobody finna see all the beauty in you when all they can see is all the stomach that's in that shirt. All them buttons spread wide open and little holes in your shirt where you're in but, here, you stretch. What, Shirley? But, CLO, okay, now... 
He loves to cook. Remember, there are not he, a he lot He loves of thin to eat. Cooks and chefs. He loves to eat. He says, okay. Cooking well, ain't yeah. his problem. <laughs> He's putting all that damn food in his mouth. <laughs> it's when he get food cooking. Yeah. What are you cooking, Huck? What are you eating, man? Everything. <laughs> he can cook his ass off <laughs> to the point where they're calling him Big Daddy. Big now, somebody, and, there, and now you're talking about, oh, uh, you, you know, the last one pulled away from you. She was trying to not pull away from you, was get out from under you. That's what the problem was, dog. That's the difference between pull away from you and trying to stay from out under you. Now, Big Daddy, listen, man, we're going to have to make some changes. You can still enjoy cooking and you can still enjoy eating, but it's got to be done sensibly. We're going to have to lose some weight, dog. Sorry, bro. I know you want somebody to go with you, but we got to lose some weight, partner. Coming up next, Nephew Tommy's Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Today is election day, time to implement your voting plan and to get to those polls, people. Coming up at the top of the hour, Senator Kamala Harris will be our special guest. Yes, she will, right here. We're riding with Biden and Harris on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You know that. But first, it is time to have a little fun with the nephew and run that prank back. What you got for us, Nev? Check. That's her mint. Let's go, cat dog. Check sentiment. Thank you. Hello? Right. Uh, I'm trying to reach... um place. This is she. How you doing? It's attorney over at and Associates. Uh-huh. All right. Want to give you a call. I just got your file that hit my desk, and I, we got a check going out to you on Monday. You came in yesterday, correct? Yes. Okay. Listen, we got a few little glitches here we want to go over with. I want to go over with you and make sure uh, we get this all ironed out before you come in on Monday, and, and uh, I'll have a check definitely waiting on you when you get here. All right, you're supposed to be getting $6,410. Okay. Unfortunately, it's being reduced to 1200 Due to uh, injuries not being as uh, as bad as they say it was, a lot of calculations got really mixed up on our paperwork here. And please keep in mind that on the 1200 we still haven't taken out our fee, which is like about 33 and a third. We'll have a check for you on Monday in the ballpark of four to $500. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay, I'm still not getting it, so... What was the total amount that y'all got from the law, from the um, from the insurance? Evidently, the person that did these calculations completely did them wrong. And I do apologize for this being a, a mishap on our part, and it's totally screwed up. And I do apologize on the behalf of the uh, of the association here that we've dropped the ball on that. But your actual check has been reduced to twelve hundred dollars, okay? And that's without us taking the law fees out of it. So I I. I, I Right, because the how would six thousand dollar cover the doctor bill and the chiropractor? Well, from my understanding, man, what they're also stating is that your injuries are not that bad, and I, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. They're actually wondering if you were actually hurt at all. So I was actually hurt because I even had to get injections. Okay. From the chiropractor. Okay, and and do you have any? You, I have some medical documents here, and and I understand that you've been going, and you probably it looks like you went over at least uh, at least two months going to the doctor and getting uh, and getting therapy. And and, and, and that I, was his call. That say, was the chiropractor's call. That wasn't my decision. Okay. Well, a that lot. Was of, his call from my from my injury. Exactly, and a lot a lot of these doctor fees and, and that you've gone to has eaten up eaten up a lot of these funds. And uh, I tell you, these doctor bills they get pretty high out there. I do want to apologize. What we're going to do here, since we've dropped the ball on this, 
We're going to give you the check for 1200 and not even take the law fees out of it, and I'll have that check waiting on you on Monday morning. That's still – okay, I understand what you're saying, but what I'm trying to figure out is from the – I need to see some paperwork of saying stating what was the amount, total amount check that was written from the insurance company plus what was the portion that was supposed to be taken out for the chiropractor plus what was the portion that was supposed to be taken out from the doctors itself. But the amount that you're telling me, 6000 that's not going to – wouldn't have covered that Ma'am. and leave me with only 1200 Okay. I'm not at liberty to let you look at this paperwork anymore. Uh, I, I'm calling you basically to let you know I have a $1,200 check for you. If you don't want that, then you can go ahead and take some other legal uh, – I-, I mean, uh, that doesn't sound right. Why would – I mean, for from the entire month, because I got the paperwork from the chiropractor stating what amount was paid. I understand that, ma'am. I'm, I, what I'm trying to let you know, Manisha, is there, there, what's going on right now is the response coming back is that you're not actually hurt at all. That's what they're saying. They're saying you're not hate at all. Actually, I don't want to use the words, but they're saying that you've been faking this the whole time. I need to see some paperwork before I try to, to check it. This doesn't sound right. That doesn't make any sense. Well, uh, right now, you know, I'm the last person that, that, that this file is going to come across. It's coming across my desk. This is pretty much a take it or leave it option, you know. Well, and if you don't leave it option, is, no, 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 no. I mean, you don't have to get add to me because you are my lawyer and I am your client. This well, you're not going to raise your voice. You're not going to raise your voice at me. That's not going to happen either. So let's let's pipe it down a bit, okay? Now, here's what we're going to do. Do you want the twelve hundred dollar check or do you not want it? Now I've already wavered the fees of the of the attorneys here. Do you want the twelve hundred or do you want me to reduce it to four hundred? No, I don't want twelve hundred because I'm gonna take you to court. So that doesn't sound right for you to me around. You're supposed to be my lawyer. I'm being the best attorney that you probably could afford, young lady. Okay, and I'm trying to do the best I can to help you. Now, you you if if, if from what I understand is I'm sorry, sir. That's not going to be acceptable. I just have to get to get a lawyer to sue you. So that's not acceptable. You know, you know, you it's people continue to want to. I came in the office yesterday when we came in. How all of us work got me. I didn't. I wasn't there doing the meeting yesterday. Like I said, these papers just landed on my desk today. What I'm not going to tolerate is you people consistently wanting to file a lawsuit on somebody. Now you want to file a lawsuit on me. You know, you, it's, you're going way too far with this. This doesn't sound right. I want to talk to. I've never heard of you. I only heard of. Okay. Well, now you've heard of me. I'm and I work here as well. And I'm not going to stand you uh, 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 dismantling me the way that you're doing. I just have to get a lawyer to sue you, so that's not acceptable. I got one more thing. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked. You got pranked by your husband. I'm going to kick your Oh, your husband told me. She's been waiting on that check. Yeah, I, I had me hot. I was about to go by that little office tomorrow when I get off of work. <laughs> All right, baby, let me ask you something. Tell Tommy, what is the baddest radio show in the land? Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, baby, look here. Get your check. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me. Give it to me. Huh? You got it. Come on, come on, Can I have King of pranks. King of pranks. King of pranks. That's all I need. That's not enough, Shirley.
That's obviously not, an, not enough. Well, he what understands. Does he need, Steve? You, Junior, he needs more. Junior, he, give it to him. Need, I'm tell you something, Tommy. I, I would ride around and pull pranks out of people's car if it ain't you. That's how good you is, man. I'm Thank talking you. about you best, dog. There ain't nobody Thank should be you. doing this. If you think about pranking, stop. That's all we saying. Can't go here on Steve Harvey Morning Show. That's what we did. If you thought about starting a prank, quit. We already got it. We don't need no help. Man, you that's good. Thank you. Appreciate that, Joe. Let me jump right on that in here great. and just... Wait, what? that was better than King of Pranks, King of Pranks, yeah. King of Pranks? Yeah. No, yeah. Because okay. it was work. longer and louder. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, it was louder. That's for sure. <laughs> Stupid is about to grab the mic once again. 13th, 14th, 15th of November, the nephew is going to grab the microphone. Uptown Comedy Corner, Atlanta, GA, November 13th, 14th, 15th. COVID-19 safe, limited seats, but doggone it, I'm finna grab it because it's Don't time. Don't worry, I'll be there. 13, right. 14, and 15. Coming to two Friday, Two Friday, two Saturday, one Sunday, the nephew grabbing the mic. I'm grabbing it. Well, come on, Dean. Steve hey. Harvey shocks him and shows up. <laughs> With a mask right. on. Coming up at the top of the hour, Senator Kamala Harris, our special guest on this election day. Go vote right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, everybody, as promised, our special guest today is a California State Senator from Oakland, California. She's a graduate of Howard University. She's also from a graduate of Hastings School of Law and a member of almighty Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. But more importantly than all of that, she is our Democratic Vice Presidential nominee. And today, everybody, is the day. We are in it. This is Election Day. So I've invited her to the show to highlight the Biden-Harris plan and to tell us uh, about voter suppression and how to avoid it at the polls today. So let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show. God willing, our future vice president, but right now the VP nominee, Senator Kamala Harris. It's so good to be with you, Steve Harvey, in the morning <laughs> show. It's so yeah. good to be with you. Hey, Senator, uh, we love you. Uh, we applaud you. First of all, congratulations on on a, a just a, a record-breaking, ground-setting accomplishment to be the first African-American ever and female on the ticket as a vice presidential candidate. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I stand on very broad shoulders of all those who came before. I, I've been thinking a lot of, you know, Shirley Chisholm and Barbara Jordan and mm. so many others. Yeah. What can we expect at the polls today? And what should our voters look out for? I'm so glad you raised that. You know, first of all, I think it's important to remember, I think there's three reasons to vote. One is to honor the ancestors, right? We lost this year John Lewis, Congressman John Lewis, who shed his blood on the Edmund Pettus Bridge for our right to vote. And so that's, that's part of why we must vote. We must vote also because everything is at stake. So we're in the midst of this virus that has killed over 225 million, I mean, a thousand Americans. But we're also looking at obviously disproportionate outcomes for African Americans when black folks are three times as likely to contract the virus and twice as likely to die from it. Mm. We're, and then you have on the one hand, 
uh, Joe Biden, who says, let's expand Obamacare, which he and President Obama created, and we'll protect, you know, your listeners who have pre-existing conditions like diabetes and high blood pressure. On the other hand, Donald Trump's trying to get rid of it. So everything is at stake. So it's the, it's the ancestors and honoring them. It's what's at stake. But it's also, to your point, Steve, powerful people around our country forever, and including this election, have been trying to make it difficult or confusing for us to vote. And you have to ask why. And I do believe it's because they know our power. They know when we vote, things change. They know when we vote, we win. And so let's not let anyone sideline us or silence us when the strongest way we can exercise our voice at election time is to vote. We can actually be the determining factor in this whole election. If, yes. Yes. Look, if the people who didn't vote in Detroit, in Philly, in Atlanta would just vote this time, we wouldn't even be in the position we're in today. I agree with it, Stephen. Here's the other way I think about it. Let's walk in that White House together. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody left out. Like, let's let let's all be a part of that. You know, I agree. Let, let's talk about this. Let, let's talk about the Biden-Harris plan for America so people understand. Because today is D-Day. We've got to get to the polls. But what is it about the Biden-Harris plan that makes it so different from the Trump plan? So, first of all, we, we have a plan that we will implement to get a control of this virus. And that's going to be about free vaccines when we get a vaccine and also distribution of it, taking into account racial disparities. I've been a leader on that in the Senate. We're going to deal with helping small businesses. We have $150 billion that is going to be directed to low-interest loans and access to capital for minority small businesses. You know, you can go to any MLK Street in America, and you know what I'm talking about. Our small businesses are the economic lifeblood of our community, and our small business leaders are, are civic leaders. They're community leaders. So Joe and I know if you want to create wealth, which we want, we don't want just minimum wage jobs. We want to create wealth. We need access to capital. And that's something that has not been afforded to so many of our small businesses. We are going to invest $70 billion in HBCUs. As you said, I am a proud graduate of an HBCU. Our HBCUs produce the leaders in every profession who go on to become national and international leaders. We are going to put a $15,000 tax credit in place for first-time homeowners. To, because we know that access to wealth also is about home ownership, so that will help people with down payment and closing costs. For, for students who are coming from a family that makes less than $125,000, they will go to a four-year college, public college, including an HBCU, public or private, for free. See, so many folks who go to our HBCUs or even any university end up not graduating simply because they don't have enough money to pay tuition, not because of the capacity they have to for greatness. So these are big issues for our community because when you look at especially the economic impact of, of the longstanding disparities, it has everything to do with whether we're going to be able to grow our communities or, or not. And so it's about all of that. It's about criminal justice reform, including decriminalization of marijuana and expunging the records of people who've been convicted for marijuana offenses. It's about ending cash bail because people sit in jail for days, weeks, just because they can't afford to get out. And that's an economic justice issue as much as it is a criminal justice issue. 
um, policing. We're going to end carotid and chokehold. George Floyd would be alive today if that were the case. Hey, Senator uh, Harris, hold on right here. Uh, we'll be right back. We got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Senator Kamala Harris right after this, folks. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, everybody, we're back. And our special guest this morning is uh, Senator Kamala Harris, who, by God's grace, we will be calling Madam Vice President after today. That's what we pushing for. So let's get back to this. So there are huge, huge significant differences between the two choices that we have in this election today. And we want to make sure everyone knows that it's within their power to make the decision about who will be the next president of the United States. Absolutely. And, you know, what What? What you're getting at and, and what I've been saying on this show, the, the black vote is so crucial to this election. I mean, look, for a lot of reasons. I mean, but first and foremost, if you are an African-American, you think for one moment that Donald Trump is for you. You have been misinformed and miseducated. You have not done your homework as to who this guy really is on a personal level, a professional level and a business level. You can politically you can hear the statements, you know, with the, for the proud boys. Uh, there's there's good people on both sides. I mean, just over and over and over without any shame at all. He's openly yep. and blatantly said stuff that's disparaging for anybody of color. But in this election, what is your message to African-American voters today who have waited to today? And there's nothing wrong with that. But what's your message to them? Go get in line and stay in line and vote like your life depends on it. And here's the thing. Don't vote because you're just supposed to vote. Vote because your vote has been earned. And when you and so go on the website, JoeBiden.com, look at the facts. But there is so much at stake. And so my, 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 my message to everybody is just please don't don't let don't let the people who are trying to create fear or confusion. Um, don't let them win. We have to stand in line. We have to. It's one day that can determine the course of our country for many generations. Wow. They want to yeah. frustrate you with the long lines, with the delays, with the number of polling places, with the number of booths in the polling place. I mean, and we just got to fight through this. Well, we do. And again, I mean, you look at the stakes, including, for example, you know how our students are suffering and so many of them are in Title I schools. And in Title I schools, we're looking at underfunding. Joe, Joe and I are going to triple Title I funding, knowing that we have to put the resources into our children. They have so much God-given talent, but not the resources going into their development. We know that we need to build up infrastructure around broadband. With this COVID, the number of our children who are learning at home and don't have access to the Internet, don't have access to technology, and what that's going to do in terms of real gaps in terms of their learning. Hey, uh, great, great, great point right there. Uh, Senator Kamala Harris, hang on right quick. we got to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more from Vice Presidential Candidate Senator Kamala Harris. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, we're back, everybody, with the Vice President uh, Candidate uh, Kamala Harris, Senator Kamala Harris, uh, who hopefully after today, as I've been saying over and over, we will be calling Madam Vice President. Uh, what a great, great accomplishment this has been 
So let's get back to it. Here's the thing. Joe really cares about working people. He understands struggle. The other guy, you know, it looks in the mirror, and that's his priority. He He's concerned about rich people, which is why they passed that tax bill benefiting the top 1% in big corporations. They'll say no taxes will be raised on anybody making less than $400,000 a year. Yeah, you know, that, that statement alone is what uh, befuddles me about the Republican Party and some of his supporters, they're going to raise taxes. 95% of the people in this country don't make $400,000 a year. What they don't... You, you are so right. See, you know what? The people over $400,000 are the top 1%. <laughs> That's what are you are. talking about? Right. He's not talking about raising taxes for you. Right. This is a big boy problem. But let me tell you something about big boys. Big boys, when you raise their taxes, they also pass because of Senate. They also pass extra yes. tax incentives. There's That's ways right. around this, man. You, rich people going to always find a way to stay rich now. That's anyway. exactly right. I'm That's right. exactly hey. right. And, and you know what, but Steve, to your point, think about all... See, I, I've been thinking about this COVID virus as in many ways an accelerator. It has put a microscope on what was bad already, and it's now even worse, and everybody's seeing it. Think about the rich people versus working people. All of a sudden, more people are now realizing how many workers don't have paid sick leave and paid family leave. Mm. That's wrong. That's right. right. Joe and I are saying, no, you have to support working people. We're saying that no family, no working family will pay more than 7% of their income in child care. Right. These are the things that working people have to struggle with every day right. because the system has been designed in many ways to really take care of the rich people and their desires because they have access to power instead of putting the power with the people. Mm. Yeah, that's a true statement. Let's talk about this because I know this is a busy day for you. The Trump administration, Donald Trump's failure to really lead this country during this COVID-19 pandemic. How do you and President Biden plan on handling the uh, coronavirus and restore some sort of normalcy to America? Well, first of all, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I've said many times, we have witnessed the greatest failure of any presidential administration in the history of America. And that's why it's so bad right now. We're looking at over 225,000 people who have died in just the last several months, we're looking at people, who, over 9 million people who've contracted the virus with unknown long-term health consequences, including things like lung scarring. And meanwhile, he's in court trying to get rid of Obamacare, you know, because he was just, you know, obsessed with trying to get rid of anything Barack Obama created. And so what we need to do and what Joe and I plan to do is implement a plan we already have for national testing for distribution of a vaccine when God willing we get a safe vaccine but also a national plan for contact tracing also getting the PPEs to frontline workers and again getting the resources to small businesses so they can open back up safely these are the kinds of things that we plan to do in a way that is immediately going to have an impact but you got to start with having a president who understands that you got to wear a mask Right. And and and, <laughs> and that you have to speak truth and, and be informed by what the public health experts and the scientists are saying. Instead you know, of Donald Trump, who is, you know, he suggests that there's going to be a miracle. I mean, we can all pray for a miracle, but, you know, God needs some help. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Absolutely. I mean, literally, we are the laughing stock of the world in terms of saying that we're strong, but we can't control something with leadership that takes responsibility. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, Senator Harris, thank you so much for stopping in today. Uh, to anybody that's sitting on the sidelines, get out and vote, stand in lines. Hopefully, God willing, we'll see you as the vice president. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, thank, thank you, you so thank much you. for being a great example to so many women out there. Thank you, sister. God bless you. you. Okay, God bless. Be careful. I'll see you soon. Yes, you ma'am. too. I love her. Vote today. Coming up next, the nephew. Yes, with today's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject is the pastor's son isn't very holy. All right. The pastor's son isn't very holy. We'll get to that in a minute. Right now, the nephew is here for today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Neff? <laughs> Shirley, we got a new landlord. Oh, okay. There is a new landlord. Let's go if we can, cat dog. New landlord. Hello? Hello. I'm trying to reach a uh, uh, Marcus. Yeah, to see who's this. Uh, my name is Jason. How you doing? My, what's happening? Listen, um, I'm trying to figure out if you guys are going to be out of the house by Sunday. Um, out the house? What the hell you mean, out of the house? Uh, well, let me let me get clarification. Are you guys at um, West Jennings? Yeah. Okay. Are, are you you guys have to start packing up or anything like that? Dude, who are you? Uh, okay. Are, are you? How the hell did you get my number? Uh, I got it from Mr. Vernon. Are you are you familiar with Mr. Vernon? Yeah, that's my landlord. Okay. Uh, Mr. has an um. Has it made contact with you, Marcus? No, man, I didn't talk to Mr. since I last gave him my payment. Wow. And who are you again? My name is Jason. I actually, um... Who are you, who are you to Mr. Well, I actually bought the property from Mr. six weeks ago. Six weeks ago? Yeah, I actually oh, own no. I actually own the house now. I, I'm, I'm, it was my assumption that you and Mr. had already hold talked. On. No, hold because I, I made my last payment less than six weeks ago. And you own this house? I actually I'm own that house. Mr. I'm sorry? I'm renting this from Mr. I gave him my payment less than six weeks ago. So you're saying he got my money and you own the house? Man, what's up with that? Well, yeah, I actually do. I guess, you know, he's um, he actually told me that you guys would have been out by now. And like I said, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna looking for everybody to be out by Sunday. Are you guys going to be able to get out of there by Sunday? Hold up. First of all, I still got two more years on my lease at this house. You tell me you want me out by Sunday? Well, Saturday if you could actually do it. Dude, come on. You want me out of here? On Sunday, you well, some sir, damn mind. I actually have some tenants that are going to be moving in on Monday. What I'm trying to do is actually get in there, and get you guys out, get the place cleaned up so the tenants can move in and actually start unpacking all their things. They're wanting to move in on Monday. Hey, listen here, man. Me and my family, we ain't moving no anywhere, all right? I don't know what the hell you got to do, who the hell you got to talk to, but you better go and fix that because I wish would come over here and try to tell me I got to get the hell up out this house. Okay, sir, are well, you understanding the fact that I'm lease. telling you I'm the, I'm the owner of this house now? I don't give a d- I gave my money to Mr. Vernon. You better call him, call somebody, take it to fix this d- We ain't moving no d- place. Sir, I'm going to need you out. We ain't moving no Did you understand? I need you out by Sunday, sir. Now, this is my house, and you're actually arguing with me about my property. You ain't listening to me, man. You ain't listening to me. We ain't moving. I still got two more years on my lease. Dude, my last payment, I paid that two months in advance, man. I okay, ain't even sir, know damn here's, 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 Let me get you to you understand. You are some it, it was, it was Mr. Uh, responsibility dude, to let you know what, what I own the home. Hey, come on, dog. You tripping. 
Don't call me with this about. I would come bring bring your over here if you want to. Alright, sir. Come I will, here I will be there on Sunday. Now, if you're not moving out, I'll have to move you. Like I, I ain't moving nowhere. Sir, bring your over here if you want to. I'm though. not gonna sit and go back and forth with you. I want you out of my house by Sunday. I ain't moving nowhere. Bring your monkey over here right now. We can start this right now. I need you out of my. Are you? I ain't moving nowhere. You hear me? I ain't saying it no more. You're arguing with me about my property, sir. Are you listening? I'm paying for this. I'm paying on this right now. I ain't moving no where. You hear me? I ain't moving nowhere. I got two years to get them a better place. All right, you hear me? Sir, you hear I got me? tenants that will be pulling up. How they give a bring whoever you want to bring. I got some weight on y'all. Come on in. I ain't received no notice. I ain't got no phone call from nobody else. I'm, I got, I'm listening to you talking to this Mr. If he called me. He the one who got my money. Mr. Is out notice, of the picture no now. kind of phone call, no email, no text message, no what the Mr. is out of the picture. I own like the I said, property now. Me and my family, we're going to be here for another two years. You hear me? You're not going to be there another two years. I get them into a better place. You're going to be you're, out of there. You're come moving Sunday. in my family. If I just there, though. Bring your over here if you want to. Are you listening to me? You're going to be all by the What the hell you got to say? You call this shit shit trying to out. hear. You got to take care of this on your own. But you ain't moving me and my family out this house. Are, are, you, are you listening to me, sir? What the you got to say? You saying something different now? I'm what? telling you, if you're not out by Sunday, then I'm coming to move your stuff out by Sunday. You ain't moving. Bring your over here if you want to. I, I wish it would. Thank you. Excuse me? You. I got something else I need to tell you. Are you listening? What the? What the I, are you listening to me? What? Say something. I want to tell you this. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Malik, your son got what me to f- prank phone call you. Come on, man. <laughs> no, are you playing? <laughs> are you serious? Come on, dog. <laughs> y'all, see y'all on that other stuff, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick that little <laughs> man. Y'all got me, dog. Oh, man, I got you, man. You all right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right, man. I'm going to let my blood pressure calm down. He, told me, right. he told me y'all listen to the show on the way uh, on the way to dropping the kids off at school in the morning. Every morning, dog. Oh, man. Uh, all I know was uh, uh, you wasn't getting out that house come Sunday, was you? Dude, hell no. Nah. <laughs> we ain't moving nowhere. Oh, man. man. I'm already trying to save up, trying to get them a better spot. Hey, man, keep pushing, brother. I got one more thing to ask you, man. What is the baddest radio show in the land? You already know the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. Hey, Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> Play too much. He was on one for real. Uh, yeah. I tell, you, no. I tell you what, I wish the blankety blank would. That's Come it on right over there. here. I got some. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, I ain't moving no blankety blank way. Man, <laughs> blank you. I tell you what, come blank on over you. here Sunday. I got something for your blankety blank. Uh, I'm talking that blank. I told you I ain't moving nowhere. Sunday. Anybody <sighs> called me, left no notice. Anybody talk to me. Miss <laughs> so and so got my damn money. I, hey, I ain't nobody move. I just got my family in here. <laughs> we gonna what? be another two years. We gonna be another two. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Stupid on the rise, baby. Stupid is on the rise. He didn't give a damn who you what Sunday. Oh, so, uh, Tommy, hey Tommy, but then you said, but well, sad if you could make it sad. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sad. <laughs> if you can help me out a little bit, sad to be cool. Okay. Uh, 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 uh,
Oh, man, he's great, dude. Uh, nephew much. Tommy and Friends live at Uptown Comedy Club. I'm coming Friday, 11-13. That's November 13, 14, 15. I'm back in stride again. Tickets on sale. Back COVID-19 stride safe. again. Yeah. COVID-19 safe. That is Uptown Comedy Club corner. That's in Atlanta, GA. All right, now. That's where it's at. I'm well, coming, baby. Are you baby. excited to get back on the stage? I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm uh-huh. going to be COVID-19 safe, though. I promise you, I'm going to be COVID-19 what, safe. What does that mean? I line to come out there with an astronaut suit on. Hell, I don't know what I'm wearing. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> a football helmet, something. I'm, I'm going to be safe. And Steve said he was going to be there. Your uncle's going to be there. Uh, you ain't even recognize him. He going to come out be, there looking like he an exterminator. <laughs> Ooh, yes, it would. That'll be the shocker. <laughs> you know Tommy boy. would cry. You know he yeah. would cry. You know boy. how emotional You know I'm weak like that. Uh-huh. That'll break me down. <laughs> I can't be funny when he walking in. Man. <laughs> Steve got it right off the top. God, dog. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how you took that? Oh, okay. That's exact, Shirley. That's the only way we can was. take it. That's the only way we're coming. Oh, live at Uptown Comedy Corner. <laughs> <laughs> you being rude. That's how the tables turn. Okay. It's the election. Got everybody. <laughs> I'm not on edge. Hey, I, I didn't, my question was legitimate as far as no, I was no, concerned. No, no, I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's These just we, we're trying to be entertaining to all y'all that's in line. You know, keep you laughing, keep stuff off your mind. We're trying to be entertaining this morning, so y'all can stand in line with a little bit of entertainment. We'll be with you to ten o'clock today, trying to get you laughing through this whole day. Just stay out there and vote. All right. Thank you, guys. Coming up, Strawberry Letters. Subject, the pastor's son isn't very holy. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Today is election day. Please go vote and go to vote.org to get your voting polling place. We hope you know this by now, though. This is today. It's a day. You should already know this, but you can still go to vote.org, okay? Please do that, and please go vote today. Time now as we switch gears for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com. And please click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Buggle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry Letter. Subject, the pastor's son isn't very holy. Dear Stephen Shirley, my life is a mess, and it all started a year ago when I moved in with my aunt to help her after she broke her leg. I was running errands for her one day, and I met a man at the grocery store, and we started talking, and he was flirting up a storm, so I gave him my phone number. We started off talking a lot, and it helped me get through the rough days as a caretaker for my aunt. We quickly went from being casual friends to meeting up for sex. He was mysterious because he lived in an apartment without a lot of furniture, and he never had any food. He works as a counselor, but I didn't know where he worked. I was falling for this guy, but I couldn't tell him because I didn't want to mess things up. He was perfect in every way, except he had three children, but I was willing to overlook that if we became a couple. 
So here's where things got ugly. My aunt's church reopened, so I told her I'd take her. She has a new pastor and wanted to meet him. After church, we met the pastor and his wife, and the pastor told me he has a son about my age and emotion for him to come over. His son is a guy I've been sleeping with. He walked over with his wife and all of his three kids uh, and introduced himself like he didn't know me. Even though we were in mass, he knew me and I knew him. My aunt could tell something was wrong with me, and when we walked off, I told her. She called the church and told the pastor what his son was up to, and the pastor said, I enticed his son into an entanglement. Now my aunt has to find a new church because she cursed pastor out. <laughs> why are men why are men so evil? How are women supposed to know when we're getting played? Please advise. Mm, 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 mm. Why are men so evil? Let's just start there, okay? Let's just start there. First of all, men aren't evil. All men aren't evil. All Thank you, men Shirley. Aren't evil. Thank you, Shirley. <laughs> But a lot of men, you're welcome, but a lot of men will lie and will cheat to get what they want. Okay, not all, but a lot of them. And that's what this married married, that was her question. (laughs) That was this that's what this married man did to you, okay? He lied and cheated to get you. That's what he did. We as women Uh, We say this all the time in the show. We have to pay attention to the signs. That is our job. It's time out for us not noticing these blaring red flags. You go to his house, there's never any food, not a lot of furniture. He has three kids. Uh, He's all mysterious, you say. (laughs) What is he being so mysterious about? You know, that's when you should have been asking some really probing questions. You know how to do that. You know, where's the kid's mom? What kind of relationship do you have with the kid? Do you have with the kid's mom. Um, why don't you have a sofa in here? Uh, do you have any, why don't you have any tiles and stuff in, in the bathroom? Uh, you're, you're a counselor, you say? What type of counseling? You know, these are the kinds of questions that you have to ask him. I know your tuition had to kick in at some point, but it, it was too late by then because you were already emotionally invested in him. And like you said, you didn't want to mess things up because, you know, if you guys were, were, were trying to be a couple. That's what you said. And those are the ways you get played because you don't you ignore the your your gut. What your gut is telling you, you ignore those red flags. You ignore your your tuition. And I'm sorry this happened to you, but you got to let this be a lesson that um you know, you won't take into your next relationship. The signs are always there. We just got to see them. As far as finding a new church for your aunt because she cursed out the pastor, and may I say that was very unpastor like him uh, of him to say that about you that you enticed his son. Uh, you know, if she wants to stay there, stay there. All right, just stay there and, and look him dead in his eye every Sunday. Just you don't have to, but if she wants to, find a new church. It's okay. It's all right. But you just concentrate on you and what you need to do, and that's listen to your gut from here on out, Steve. Well, let me start at the bottom of the letter. The question is, how are women supposed to know when we're getting played? Please advise. Well, Shirley said it to you, and she put it to you in a very smart way. There are red flags all through this letter everywhere you wrote. A woman was on my show one time and said, women have got to stop collecting red flags. Mm -hmm. leave them stuck in the ground 
Quit taking them home, hugging them like they finna be white flags or green flags. They red flags. You met a man at the grocery store. He was flirting up a storm. You gave him your phone number. This I already know y'all kind of old. <laughs> Why you say that, Because they don't grocery do that store. no more. They give each other their IG. Yeah. <laughs> that, I learned that. You don't get the cell number. Here go my IG. You can DM me and you can find out how I want you to see me on my highlight reel called Instagram. That's the way. So y'all, you know, 30s. Low 40s or something, you know, bam, something like that. Okay, cool. Okay, now here you go. That was a red flag right there. So (laughs) y'all have started talking a lot, and he was helping you through the rough days of being a caretaker. You ain't really a caretaker. Your aunt broke her leg. Mm -hmm. We quickly went from being casual friends to meeting up for sex. What? Kind of quick. Yeah. All right, Steve, uh, coming up, we'll have part two of your response at 23 minutes after the hour. Subject for today's Strawberry Letter, the pastor's son isn't very holy. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, let's recap today's Strawberry Letter. Subject, the pastor's son isn't very holy. Steve? Well, he's not. But your (laughs) question is, how are women supposed to know when we're getting played? It's very simple. Pay attention. Shirley said it best in her response. You just weren't paying attention. Now, let's talk about this. First of all, you went too quick. We quickly went from being casual friends to meeting up for sex. Okay. Meeting up for sex. That Already the relationship ain't off to the best of starts. Now, if that's all you wanted, then fine, but doesn't seem like that. He was mysterious. Now, you meeting what? up, he was mysterious. <laughs> so you meeting that? up for sex with a mysterious <laughs> person. Yes, yes. Yeah, right there. You don't know nothing about him. He mysterious, uh-huh. but y'all meeting up for sex. And he lived in an apartment without a lot of furniture, and he never had any food. He works as a counselor, but I didn't know where he worked. And you was falling for this guy, but I couldn't tell. Because I didn't want to mess things up. He was perfect in every way except he had three children. Now, let's just take this whole block that I just read. If a man has three children mm-hmm. and he's divorced or separated, you don't know because he was mysterious. When they come over <laughs> for visitation, where do they stay? Right. He ain't got resolved. no furniture. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no damn beds in there. Mm-hmm. Ain't no food in the refrigerator. Ain't no cereal in there. What the hell is these kids eating? And where do they stay when they come over the mysterious man's apartment and ain't got a lot of furniture? You got three kids. You got to have some bean bags or yeah. something. You got to have a, a, a Miss Cozy kitchen set for the little girl something <laughs> he ain't got nothing Mm-mm. then he tell you he works as a counselor what that mean yes that was mysterious right i'm a counselor what kind uh-huh. of counselor oh uh, oh uh, uh. school like a, yeah uh, school yeah school counselor <laughs> what school my kid's school 
Right. It's like, yeah. You gotta but I didn't know where he worked, where you work. Oh, down at the counseling office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much. I was falling for this guy, but I couldn't tell him because I didn't want to mess things up. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mess up what? You're having sex with the mysterious man in an empty ass vacant with no apartment <laughs> with no furniture no in it. Food. It might it might he might have just made a key to an abandoned apartment. Yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> and you want to you don't want to mess that up? Mm, mm, mm. But I was willing to overlook that if we became a couple. See, this is oh man, I can't tell you how many times you're talking about becoming a couple, something that you want, but you've already given away the greatest benefit of being a couple. You've already given the man all the sex he want because all y'all do is meet up for sex. Now, why he got to be a couple with you? Mm. He getting the sex? Well, why we got to be a couple now? I got you at this abandoned apartment. It's an old crack house, and we we in here screwing. No we ain't got in no the bathroom. Yeah, it's the same furniture that the crackheads use when they in there getting high. No paper towels. No. Uh-uh. You ain't. You can't go to the bathroom. Hey, ain't no toilet tissue. In there. Right. Don't go in there. Don't flush that. No, oh no. So now, no this is where things got ugly. Like, it ain't bad enough being at an abandoned-ass mm-hmm, apartment you having right. sex with this mysterious man. Your aunt's church reopened, and you took her after church. You met the pastor and his wife. And the pastor told me he had a son about your age, and he motioned for him to come over. His son is the guy that you've been sleeping with. He walked over with his wife and all three of his kids and introduced himself like he didn't know me. What you, supposed, what you thought he was supposed to do? Oh, you the girl from the crack house. <laughs> oh, what's up, thing? <laughs> you know them kids I told you I had? Here they is right here. Right. Oh, and I wow. failed to mention my wife. You thought he was going to say that? No. He act like he ain't know me. Even though we were in mask, he knew me and I knew him. Now, your aunt could tell something was wrong, and when y'all walked off, you told her. Now, your aunt then called up to the church and told the pastor, what, what his son was up to, and the pastor said, I enticed him into an entanglement. Uh, is this a new word? Entanglement? Enta- oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've heard that a couple it's times very this new. year. She and I don't understand. It. What is entanglement? It's, what is entanglement? It's an affair. I, these used to be affairs, <laughs> yeah. but they called entanglements now. Mm-hmm. So now my aunt got to find a new church because she done cussed the pastor out. <laughs> Why are men so evil? Evil? He gonna protect his son. I don't care if he is the pastor. If my son did this, you entangle him. He's got a wife and a lovely family. I hate to see that broken up. He don't want his grandkids splitting up. The pastor tried to protect his son. He gonna do that. This is your responsibility to take matters into your own hands to protect yourself. Now, I apologize for me and being liars and dogs. He did tell you partial truth. He told you he had three kids. He just didn't tell you that he had a wife and he had found the keys to an old abandoned crack house and he had put a piece of furniture in there and using it as a chick pad now. I'm sorry. Thank you, Steve. Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Coming up at 46 minutes after, Junior's special election day poem right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, today is election day. Please get out and vote. 
Yes. And Junior yeah. is here mm-hmm, with a special election day poem. Junior. I, I could not let this go without motivation yeah. for election day. I'm, I could I'm not sure let this go. Proud, no. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's not. Matter of opinion, you know, matter of opinion. It's okay though, but I got it. I got it Come. though. Here we go. Hey, Here junior, it is. Junior. This up, try to change my mind, okay? Okay, I'm working All on it. Right, I'm gonna work on it. I'll put this together now. I've been, been waiting on this day. Here Come it is. On. Okay. It's called Junior's Election Day poem. That's what it's called. Okay. Here we go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All this time. <clears throat> All yes. Uh, here we go. It was the morning of the election and all through the South. We was doing what we needed to do to get the vote out. Dad had the car all filled up with gas. Aunt Jenny had two Depends wrapped around her ass. <laughs> Sit here. Sis had her voting. <laughs> Come on, Stay Junior. Stay in there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Here we go. Dad had the car. Filled up with gas. Aunt Jenny had two depends wrapped around her ass. Sis had a voting paper tucked in her hand. Uncle Ronnie was making sure he peed because he's an old man. So let's get out to vote on this election day so we can send all the Trumps. Mitch McConnell's, Lindsey Graham's, Joe Collins, John James, Daniel Cameron's, and the Republicans who don't care about nobody but themselves, well on their way. The end. <laughs> yes, yes, Junior. I'll take yes. that. Yes. I'll I'll take got, that. got to cover them all. For real. You got to know what we voting for. But That's when exactly Daddy was outside, for. had the car filled up with gas, <laughs> and your aunt had two Depends wrapped around, around her ass. <laughs> we gonna be My in. favorite poem line <laughs> that you We're going to be in line today, so you might want to wrap up. <laughs> Just give me your ideas. Get your folding chairs. You know, man, my pins. brother in there. Yeah, with the depends. I'm proud of my brother, man, over Shaw, man. My brother Shaw's in Houston, Texas, man. They are going to be barbecuing for everybody up at the Power Center today. So yeah. if you're in line at the Power Center, they passing out barbecue all day long. You're going to go up there and eat, man. It's all free. So don't even worry mm, about it. Love Just it. you're going to be nice. in there. They're going to pass it out. So, big brother Steve, I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you, brother. Thank you so much. We're going to get out of here today. We're getting everything oh, yeah. out of this White House. Oh, Come yeah. on. We got to mm-hmm. get it out. We're not playing. You sitting down in that chair. This election and won't you out. Let me tell you something. We have got. I'm, I, we are all exhausted from yes. begging yes. everybody to vote, mm-hmm. but we mm-hmm. at the finish line. We, we got to, to get the ball across mm-hmm. the line. If mm-hmm. you get up out your chair and get your paperwork, your license, and go down there and vote, stand in line, make it count. We got to get him out. The end. (laughs) We'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at the top of the hour right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. This country is on edge. I'm sure you guys have heard about this as we await the results of today's election. A non-scalable fence, also known as an anti-climb fence, has been installed around the White House. Man, anybody trying to get up in there. (laughs) Hundreds of National Guardsmen have been put on standby, so basically the White House is on lockdown. Uh, Also, um, various businesses around the country like Macy's, like Bloomingdale's, Tiffany's, luxury shops on Rodeo Drive and Beverly Hills, all are being boarded up due to a potential civil unrest. Uh, The question is, will there be a peaceful transfer of power if Joe Biden defeats Donald Trump? I hope it don't be. I I hope... 
No, no, no. I don't mean with the public. Oh, I mean, I want his ass to stay up in there till they come and drag his ass out. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, seriously. Because he has always thought of himself as above the law. Mm-hmm. But right. if you get right. beat in this election, man, you got to go. Yeah. And the Republicans know that. Mm-hmm. January 20th, mm-hmm. right? That's his last let's day. Him out. And, and I like what you said yesterday, too, Steve. He has made this no longer uh, the United States of America. We are the divided states yes. of America. That's all it him. is. And yeah. it's never been this more in modern times more obvious, more people feel embracing to talk about their hatred because it's coming from the White House and yeah. this man mm-hmm. has put his stamp of approval on it. Right. From the Proud Boys to the mm-hmm. militia groups to the Klan, to the skinhead, to the red boots, or whatever them cats is, he just got everybody thinking, man, that it's okay to flash the hate. At least we forced them underground before. This man has brought them out, mentioned them, them called them, emboldened them, called them fine people. Mm Y'all, we got to get to these polls today. If you have not voted, go down there and get in line. We are not intimidated by your Trump signs. We're not intimidated by your caravan or trucks. Do what you want to do. We know we not who you. I don't know who you think we are, but let me tell you something. We a different kind of people. Ain't nobody scared of y'all. You can put your hoods on and come down there if you want to. That's right. And voter turnout because we understand what's in them hoods. It ain't gonna be dark, partner. Come down here with them hoods on if you want to. <laughs> you are gonna find yeah. out something, man. Yeah. But I don't look. 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 I'm not pushing violence. I'm pushing fearlessness to vote. Mm-hmm. I'm pushing steadfastness to vote, to vote. I'm pushing us wanting to do our civic duty and our, our obligation to our ancestors to stand in that line. Yeah. Hey, man, they were slaves their entire lives, a lot of our ancestors. That's we can right, go stand Steve. in line for a day. Mm-hmm. Come on, Steve. Mm-hmm. That's it. For a day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You can't do right. nothing to me in a day. It's oh, hot. Yeah. I'm tired. I got to pee. I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. At least, man, our ancestors, our ancestors were slaves, slaves. for years, hungry, tired, mm-hmm. sick, beaten. worked, beaten, yes. threatened, and they Raped. still survived. Yes. Man, miss me with this they here. We're gonna be they in line. Allowed to read. I mean, just simple things. Man, we're gonna be in line all day. We're gonna stand right here. Mm. Can I about that? Yeah. Why well, you behind the wall? Oh, the yeah, you, you 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 on it's, lockdown. You scared yeah. of the people you emboldened. Yeah. Polls are open, so yeah. Yeah. The do what you gotta do. Do mm. we have a job to do today? Do what you gotta do. Mm. And he built that fence, you know, during the summer, this past summer with the protesters. Yeah, yeah so he did. same move. Yeah. Yeah. So the only what, wall you he scared? built. You scared all that tough talk? You scared yeah. now? Is this the wall he talking about building? Hmm. All right. We'll have more of today's trending stories right here on the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, you know what time it is. You know what day it is. It is election day. And the question is, are we better off than we were four years ago? 
What? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Is that a question for real? No. America is more divided than ever. The national debt is higher. More Americans are unemployed than when Donald Trump came into office. I don't care what he says. And we're even divided on basic questions of science. I mean, Trump's denial-driven response to the pandemic has caused Americans uh, to have 20% of the world's death, uh, d despite having just 4% of the world's population. Come on now. Come on. Did you see at his rally uh, a couple of nights ago, they were saying, uh, fire Dr. Fauci, fire Dr. Chanting Fauci. That. Yeah, yes. come on. Come you on can't now. can't even fire. He don't even work for you. Yes. Right. He, how Thank can you, you fire Junior. him? Yes. <laughs> exactly. Can't fire him, I don't work for you. You ain't got the power to <laughs> right. fire him. Right, and Donald Trump, you work for us. You keep forgetting that. He don't so, know that, though, for some <laughs> Yeah, he keeps no, forgetting he that. He ain't yeah. got that memo. He's no. a servant. He's a public servant. No, he's not. No, he's not, Shirley. <laughs> he has never been a public servant in his entire life. That's his problem. He's never been a servant yeah. of people. He's been a rich boy from a rich family who grew Boiled. up to be a rich man. He mm -hmm. knows nothing about being a servant. He never came into the office to serve people. He came in there to better his position in life and his family. That's, That's right. all he's about. More of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 33 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time to ask the CLO. Uh, life still goes on, I guess. Uh, and uh, the Chief Love Officer, Steve Harvey, is here. Yes, he is. Ready. The CLO. Yes. All right. This one is from Kelsey in Las Vegas. Kelsey says, I'm a 27-year-old married woman with a big secret. I've been taking pole dancing classes instead of going to the gym, and my husband doesn't know. We had a showcase at a local strip club, and 50 people were invited. It was a way for us to show what we've learned. Now, videos of the show have popped up on social media, and oh, I'm afraid hey. my husband is going to see it. I was going to surprise him with a private dance for his birthday, but he's going to be furious if he sees me dancing for other random men. What can I do to get ahead of this before it's a big problem? Okay, let me ask you a question. Wow. First of all, why would you let anybody tell you that we're going to go down to a strip club to showcase in front of 50 other men and you married? Why would you do that? That don't make no doggone sense at all. Now, how can you get ahead of it? You can get a copy of the video and you can show your husband. He going to be mad, though. Oh, yeah. Or what you can do is <laughs> ignore it, hope the video never surfaces, and let some years go by, which ain't going to happen because somebody going to see it somewhere that knows somebody that know you. So I can't tell you how to get ahead of this. The only thing you could do is go in there and tell him what you did. And you didn't know it was being videotaped and you did it as a surprise. That's your only chance. Yeah. And, you know, and women, y'all always talking about just tell us the truth. Okay, go on in there and tell him the truth. But watch how Ooh. this work. Watch, watch how this truth work for you, though. Watch <laughs> how. Now, now all y'all doubting the truth now. Watch how this truth work now. But see, if your ass wasn't up on that pole, if you had went to the poles instead of got up on the damn pole, we'd have something right here. Because today is go to the poles, not oh, yeah. get up on the pole. Yeah. Love it. I love it. I love Come it. On, Thank you, CLO. 
Coming up, it's our last break of the day on this election day. Last break of the day for the election day. <laughs> <laughs> you tired of begging y'all's ass to vote? Jazz to the pole. Stop playing. Stop and we'll playing. have. Some, that's right. That's right. This is serious. Do your part. Everybody has to do their part. If we just do, do your our damn part. part. That's right. Get out and vote. Come on. Anybody scared of y'all? Come down here with your flag. Get your ass whipped. <laughs> we'll have some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey at 49 Steve, minutes after. About the <laughs> right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Today is the day we've been waiting for. It is Election Day, November 3rd. If you have not already voted, this is the day. OK, November 3rd. Some people, you know, get up and they don't know what day it is or or what's the date. It's today. OK, <laughs> it is today. Uh, uh, earlier, Senator Kamala Harris was on our show. Uh, this is it. Encouraging people to vote. Uh, we need everyone to get out and vote today. That's how important important this is. I mean, we've said it before, vote as if your life depended on it, okay? And it does. And it really, really does. All right. Democratic senatorial candidate Jamie Harrison in South Carolina is who you need to vote for today. All right. Democratic senatorial candidate Mike Espy in Mississippi is who Mike you need Espy to vote for. Mike Espy in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Democratic uh, Jamie Sen- Harrison in South Carolina. That's Mike right, Mike Espy in Mississippi. Let's mm-hmm. go, y'all, today to day. That's right. Raphael Warnock in Raphael Georgia. Raphael Warnock in Georgia. He's mm-hmm. at the bottom of the ballot, so go all the way down. Raphael Warnock in Georgia. That's who we want. That's right. Also, Democratic senatorial candidate Marquita Bradshaw in Tennessee. Marquita Bradshaw. Everybody in Memphis, Nashville, <laughs> Chattanooga. Marquita Come on, Bradshaw, Kita. Queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Democratic senatorial candidate Mayor Adrian Perkins in Louisiana. Adrian Perkins in Louisiana. That's who we want. Adrian Perkins. Everybody in Slidell, Lafayette, hey. mm-hmm. New Orleans. Everybody Rouge. in Baton yeah. Rouge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go now. That's right. Everybody playing with them. That's right. And don't forget, Steve, out of Kentucky, uh, we want Amy McGrath, Senator Amy McGrath, uh, Democratic senatorial candidate. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about the name. Amy McGrath. Mm -hmm. She's up against Mitch McConnell. Mm -hmm. Up against Mitch. He gots to go. Yes. That's the one we want. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Also in Michigan, in Michigan, vote to keep Democratic Senator Gary Peters in office. All right. Gary Peters in Michigan, brothers mm-hmm. and sisters. Gary Peters is who we want to keep as the senator in Michigan, not John James. Do not vote for John James. That's right. He is a Republican. He's a Trump. He is a Trump supporter. <laughs> he is not for us. John James is not on mm-hmm. our side. Gary Peters is on our side in Michigan. Today is the day we have been waiting for. We are going to prove to them once and for all, whether you want to acknowledge that Black Lives Matter or not, you will know after we vote today. Mm -hmm. You will see the determination on our faces 
you it will not be because of weather. It will not be because of long lines. You will not deter us because you're driving by with your flags and your pickup trucks. You're not going to deter us by telling us that uh, it looks like a landslide victory. We don't give a damn who you say it's a landslide victory. We standing in line. We are voting hmm. today. We are going to pay tribute to our ancestors today. We are going to stand there. We are going to remember that through slavery that they stood there for years when they were tired, when they felt like sitting down, when they were hungry, when they got thirsty, when they had to go to the bathrooms. They were forced into the institution of slavery. And it's really just a black damn shame that in 2020 we still got to be asking to be treated fairly and be treated like everybody else it's a damn shame that in 2020 we got to steady say to y'all black lives matter when you gonna get it through your head that it matter i tell you what though we ain't gonna get tired of proving it to you though we're not gonna get tired we're not going away we are here forever we are the very fiber of this country. We built your nation. There are families who have been institutionalized wealth that have been rich for hundreds of years off and the backs of slaves. Off and because of the backs of slaves. That was money made because you had no labor cost. Hmm. Empires were built because there was no labor cost. And in 2020, here we got to constantly fight the Republican Party for minimum wage so we can at least get $15 an hour, $17 an hour. Oh, God, don't ask for 20 They so used to getting free labor that they keep trying to hold everybody down. They won't even pass that law. They don't want to, to, to give you uh, health care that covers uh, pre-existing conditions. They're trying to get rid of that. They've been trying to get rid of Obamacare since he got in office. And you know why he ain't got rid of it? Because he ain't got nothing better. He has nothing to replace it with. Nothing. Because he lies over and over and over and over. And we sick of it, man. We sick of you lying. Talking about you done, done more for black people than any president since Abe Lincoln. What have you done? The Prison Reform Act? You think that was for black people? See, here what they leave the information out. Biden and Obama, when they in administration, released thousands of inmates from prison who were serving unjust sentences due to nonviolent drug-related offenses. Now, he passed a prison reform act, let 300 out. Now, he didn't done more for black people than anybody else. Donald Trump ain't done a damn thing for black people except try to prove to everybody we are black and he don't want to have nothing to do with us. We tired of this man. If y'all's ass don't vote today, don't say a damn thing else to Steve Harvey after this right here. I'm not going to be in here. I'm going to give you some encouragement how to get through life, but I'm not mentioning that ignorant ass president no more. If you let his ass win, he got to go vote. <laughs>
For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 